Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening to us again. If you've listened to us before, um, if you haven't, and this is the first time you're listening to one of our episodes, thanks for giving us a chance. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about cellular memory. Uh, we've previously done an episode which was about uh, past lives, um, was kind of mixed with Akashic Records and past lives. And in this one, uh, we know some things about cellular memory also through the Akashic Records, um, and we'll be going through that in this episode. Uh, but it does also create us some sort of a blockage like past lives do at times, so that's why we wanted to do a whole episode on it on its own. Okay, so what is cellular memory really? Basically, um, cellular memory, you have all these cells in your body, and it, there's this like scientific you know, study going on that says that apparently these cells have a memory, and they can remember things. Um, some of the examples they give are, you know, when like a limb's cut off, but the person seems still still seems to feel like the arm or the leg is still there. That's like one of those things that some some people believe that is some sort of cellular memory. Um, in our case, we go into it differently, whereas it's more about trauma, fear, and anxiety. And one of the examples, there's really not a lot of scientific study on this. Um, and I, I looked it up a lot because I wanted to find... I wanted to find if there was anything kind of like concrete about it, and I was unable to find anything. But the only thing I was able to look into was the example of an organ transplant. So when someone gets a donated uh, a donor organ, a donated organ, um, that person maybe, for example, didn't like to eat, you know, chicken, for example, um, and then they find that after you know after they get the, the the new organ and they recuperate and they start going back into living their day-to-day lives, all of a sudden they have this like huge urge to eat, eat chicken, right? And they don't like, well, I never liked chicken. Why all of a sudden do I want chicken so bad? And then somehow they end up finding out that the person who used to, you know, own that, that organ that now was donated to them, that person loved chicken. And so what is that? Is that like something that the person loved and that the, the, the organ and the cells somehow remembered? So, you know, some studies show that that is, in fact, some sort of cellular memory going on. Um, but there's nothing concrete about it. So it's all kind of like up in the air. I don't know if you've heard about those cases, Lo? Um, Yeah, I think the first time that it came up, the first time I ever heard the words cellular memory were was in our, in our Akashic Records guides when we were learning, right? Uh, we have manuals. The manuals would be the best way. Um, where they mention it because it's part of a big part of readings, a big part of stuff that comes up, right? Um, but yeah, I've heard of specifically, I've heard and I've read cases of people having had heart transplants, and 
after the transplant, their lives felt so different. They felt like they were themselves, but part of them wasn't. And it's not the organ. It was more the way they felt and the way they were moving about life and the way they were doing certain things and how they felt towards certain things. And like chickens, like a funny way to say it, but it could be so much more profound than that, right? It could be... It could be just the way you feel about life and maybe even feeling depressed or feeling anxiety or feeling really apprehensive towards certain things and you don't understand why. And that happens, that really does happen, right? It happens to everybody, but you have certain feelings that you don't know why they're there and it could be the cellular memory. So it's your DNA, all these cells that are being... Um, that, they regenerate, but they also have this memory in them that can bring up things that we like consciously don't know about. And it's really, it's really interesting. It's fascinating, right? Yeah. So that's, that's the whole other part of cellular memory, right? So before we're talking about if it was kind of like the scientific, the only very little scientific studies that are going on for it. And then you have the whole other side where it's just you, it's just your body, it's just your own organs. And for some reason you have a fear, a trauma, something that, you know, kind of gradually goes into anxiety or there's like a belief you have and you don't know why, but you just, you feel really strongly about that. And those are all, in some cases, if it's not, it's not something you learned from when you were little, because maybe your parents taught you, if it's something that just came to you somehow and you don't know how it came to you, the 90% chance is that it's going to be cellular memory. And so, okay, so where does this come from? Basically, your cells remember not only the things that went on in your life, but if the trauma was big enough, if the fear was strong enough, if the anxiety was bad enough, then your ancestor could have had it engraved in a way, right, into their cellular memory. And they obviously, through down the line, you get you were given birth through that, that blood, the same blood. And it's in your cells. It's in your body. It's part of, like you said, you know, it's part of your DNA. It's part of who you are. And it's in you. And somehow it created this memory of a trauma that actually doesn't belong to you. It's not from your life. It's from your ancestor's life. But still, you're, you're scared about that. You don't know why you're scared about it, but you're scared about it. And so if it's a fear, if it's an anxiety, if it's a trauma, and you're unaware of where it came from, either you don't remember it because you blocked it out because it was something that happened when you were young and it was very, you know, powerful for you. It was too scary or too hard to remember. Or it's in your cells. And that's, that actually is, like you said, it's something that we learned in Akashic Records level one when you're studying and you're just getting into this whole Akashic world. It's in the manual that the teachers teach the students and it, it, it could be the first form of blockage that cellular memory can bring on to you is you can't open up the channel of to your Akashic Records. And maybe that's a limiting belief because also added on to all those cellular memory, memory beliefs, um, it could be a, a limiting belief in this case that says, oh, I can't connect to something higher than myself or I don't believe in anything higher than myself or I don't believe in you know, a spiritual world or I don't believe in God or religion. Whatever limiting belief that you might have that was carried on from an ancestor and that might be in your DNA, it actually can block you from opening up uh, your Akashic records. I mean, I remember having a girl in uh, one of the classes we did when I did Akashic Records level one, because um, I did it twice, because I was very interested in learning the two different teachers' methods. So I went to two different schools. And I remember the first class, there was a girl in, our, in, in, in the class that 
actually had a cellular memory blockage. And I remember, I remember seeing the teacher working with her and I was new to this. So I was just watching it going, what's going on, you know? Um, but then I realized, you know, after a few years, oh, that's what was going on. She had a cellular memory blockage and the teacher was kind of trying to help her channel her Akashic records and, and discard that limiting belief through um, the hand points. There's these hand points that were taught, right? So through the hand points and through meditation and things, the teacher helped her and she was able to, I think it was about an hour, she was able to... Um, open open Akashic records. Did you see that when you went to class at all? The f- yeah, I actually did level one with two different teachers. So the first, I think we both did the same teacher, was it? I don't remember. But the first I time I did level one, um, they did the hand points and I remember some of that. I don't think at the time it was very easy to wrap my head around it. <laughs> to be honest, it was kind of crazy. But now that I've had kind of the insight of opening other people's Akashic records, and I'm able to also be more aware of myself, and I'm more aware of wh- what things are coming up for me and the feelings and what they are and why they're there, and that I'm also curious to know. Is it something from my DNA? Is it something from my childhood? Is it something from before that? Is it something from an ancestor? Or is it something that I've started to believe myself because of something maybe my mom or my, you know, our parents um, said to us or something like that? So for me, that's important to know. And I think it's very important for people to know that this is this is a possibility, that it could be a possible a possible reason you're feeling a certain way or that you have a specific anxiety or that you don't you know you a lot of people for example have fears of getting on an airplane and they don't know why it could it could be something maybe not even linked to an airplane it could be something maybe your grandfather fell off a ladder. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it could be yeah. so many different things and it it could be a reflection of that. And I have seen some of it. I haven't seen it directly like you did. But for me, I think it's opened my eyes to really challenge everything, challenge everything that comes up and figure out why it's there. Because if you can find the reason for it, if you know it's in your DNA, and if you know it's something from your cellular memory, you can you can figure a way around it. You can figure a way to heal it and move forward. But if you think it's something from your childhood and you're searching and searching and searching and you figure that out, or if it's something from a past life and you're trying to wrap your head around it, if you can pinpoint it, it's so much easier. It's so much easier that to move actually, forward. <laughs> that, that, that makes, that reminds me, like when I, when I have an issue, um, with, with my partner, right? My current partner and Sandra, and sometimes I'll be like, give me, you know what? I need some time. I need to figure out, <laughs> and I think he doesn't understand why I need time or what I'm trying for. He just probably thinks I'm a little crazy or something, but I'll just literally take half a day to a whole day and think about, okay, where's this coming? And, and, and go, my mind's going, okay, where's this coming from? How is this feeling? Where's it? Is it feeling like it's past life? Is it feeling like it's, it's a current life? Is this something that I, I have? Is it a limiting belief I have for mom and dad? Is this something that I just created myself from fear? I literally go through a whole checklist, like a crazy person in a way. I go through a whole checklist to figure out, okay, where's this coming from so I can get rid of it so it won't happen again or, you know, try to find the root of it because it's, it's almost like a, a doctor, right? If your back, your back is hurting, you're not going to just take a painkiller because tomorrow's going to hurt again and you're just going to take another painkiller. You got to find out why it's starting, where it's coming from, 
and start treating it from the root. And so that's the same thing when I like, like the moment for yourself, like, let me have a moment for myself and figure out why I just decided that I'm mad about this. Right. (laughs) But it's, it's true. If you're getting triggered because of something in general, it's not the other person, it's you, something within you that's making you react to that specific thing the person said, or an action they took, something. For me, I do that now too, which I never used to do. I'll stop and I'll ask myself. Like the other day I started feeling really like abandoned, like really abandoned with a specific situation. And I said to myself, is this the situation? Is it about the situation or is it maybe this inner child of mine feeling like she's not being chosen in some way? And then I could link it to that because I know I already know that I have that in in me and I was able to link it and it calmed me down instantly and I said okay no one's trying to hurt me no one's abandoning me it's me abandoning myself because when I allow these feelings to come through in some ways it's like I'm ignoring myself so if you can stop and, and ask yourself okay what is this feeling I'm having? It's really hard. It's freaking hard. For me, it's so hard. And, and I have to pull myself out of that emotional state of like wanting to cry and feeling like I want to scream or something. And then ask myself, okay, what is it? First, figure out what the heck you're feeling. And then ask yourself where it's coming from. And sometimes you'll find it, sometimes you won't. But at least you can give yourself the time. And that's, that's healthy, I think. And I feel like a lot of things might be there because of something that you know and they might be something from cellular memory that you have no clue you have no clue I think yeah I think what you're talking about is because when we were little dad worked night shifts and he would say to us on Saturday or Sunday night he'd say to us see you next Saturday mm-hmm. I remember crying myself to sleep because oh, dad totally. would come home at night and we were already be sleeping. So we wouldn't see him till Saturday. And then, so we only had Saturday and Sunday with him. I remember crying myself to sleep and I still have those same as you, uh, those abandonment issues. And he didn't really abandon us. He was just on the night shift and he had no other option because we needed the money. Right. But still the child in you doesn't see that it's engraved now in your, in your, you know, your psyche. It's a trauma. It might be in your cell, your cellular memory. Now we should clean it because what happens if we don't clean it? We're going to pass it on to our children, right? It's going to become something of theirs. They'll have that attachment abandonment issue that we created in ourselves through a bad experience we had with that, whom he didn't even mean to do that. Right. So sometimes even a cellular memory, negative one, wasn't something that was done to you negatively. It was just the perception of the child or the human being that saw it in a hurtful way. And it hurt so much that it went to the cell. Right. And it stayed there. It stayed in the memory. Like you said, I think, I think you had looked up this, the whole process. You said it was with the neurons. Yeah. The synapses of the neurons. And then they create these like links to each other. And then when specific things come up, it's like they fire. I don't know. I don't know. I found a cool article. I could probably link it to the show notes, but I don't want to say anything wrong, <laughs> yeah. but it's super yeah. interesting. It, they, these, this, the cells basically have this memory that when specific things come up, it'll fire some type of reaction or some type of chemical reaction in your body, I suppose. And that makes you feel things. So it might be something that you are not consciously aware of, something that never happened to you specifically. It could be something that happened to your mom, your dad, 
your uh, not your uncle, like your grandfather, your grandmother, something passed down the line that was very traumatic to them. You don't have a clue what it means, really. All you know is that this specific thing triggers you and it makes you feel anxious or sad or really emotional. And you're trying to heal it, but you can't heal it because you think it's something from your childhood. So I think it's so important to figure out if it is something in your DNA, if it's something from the cellular memory, and then you can heal it. You can even heal it maybe during an Akashic Records reading if you can find it through that and you can ask that. And that's a good thing to keep in mind. Akashic Record readings aren't only about this life, like we were saying in the previous episodes, the past lives. And and past lives are a whole other story, obviously. That's funny because that that reminds me of a reading that I did, I think it was yesterday. Um, And so they were asking about someone in their their like uh, family zone or whatever family and someone in their family. I don't remember exactly who, but... I remember that they got some sort of response because, like, as you know, you the information starts fading. You start forgetting as a reader. And also you, you do a few and then that's it. It's impossible to remember anything. But I do remember because I, I thought to myself, this is seems to be somewhat similar similar to what we're going to be recording um, this weekend. So I thought about it. Um, and so one of the explanations about the attitude that one of the family members were having was actually linked to a grandparent. But they never said the word cellular memory. They never said it's, you know, it's engraved in the cells memory or anything like that. But they informed of a characteristic trait that that grandparent had. And somehow it had to do with that person that was down the line from that grandparent, right? Um, It somehow has to do with that person. That person's either inherited that, that, um, that way of acting. I don't know if it was a cellular memory, a fear or whatever it was, but so a lot of times there are explanations in a reading that is, well, there was a grandparent or there was a mother or there was a, you know, a father or whatever it is. And they had something and it has a lot to do with that person's blood and that person's life. So yeah, you will get it. Like you said, you will get it in Akashic Records reading. Another really, really good thing to note is family patterns. That is huge for cellular memory. Um, I've seen it firsthand. Like it's it's affected my life, right? Um, how family patterns can repeat and the you know, the kids that come, they're brought into this world and somehow they repeat what their parents did. They don't realize sometimes they're doing it. They don't see that they're doing, they don't even know why they're doing it. They're just doing it. They're just acting. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing to see. Like, it's not weird because I understand it. It's weird to see from the outside because you know that person doesn't want to do that. And you know that person doesn't mean to do that, but they're doing it. And then you said, oh, well, they're that person's father did the same thing as he's doing now right and that person's grand you know father also did and you're like oh that's a family pattern that's a complete family pattern like when when one parent does and the child does the exact same way and doesn't know why they're doing it they're just doing it that's a family pattern so it's good to break it it's good to know about it it's good to be informed about it maybe you're not totally aware of how it happened or why but oh this is something my family does like be aware of it register it and then go, no, it stops with me, right? Because you don't want your children to carry on those negative traits if you have a child, right? So just cut it off with you. It has to end at your line. You have to help whoever, you know, comes after you. You have to help them out. Give them like a better chance in a way, right? Clean it out. Yeah. And and you helping yourself will will help that. Even if you don't completely heal it, just being aware of it will help you deal with it in a different way and maybe – when you speak to your kids about it or your child, you can, 
you can explain it in a different way. So they don't have to take it on as a responsibility. And I feel like just going back to what you said before, you said um, that cellular memory does come up in a reading and it does. They won't say cellular memory, but they will, you know, the guides will say, oh, this, this is linked. This is a family lineage issue from your grandmother. And then your mom took it on and now you're taking it on. And, and a lot of times I've gotten in readings, like you're here to break the cycle. You're here to stop this. You're here to heal this for everybody that came before you and move forward in a completely different way and really be aware of the issue. And maybe, you know, the people that came before that person didn't realize that that was there and they still don't, and they're still alive, but they don't realize that they have that issue. And then going back as well to what you said about family, um, family kind of family patterns. I actually was doing a journaling that I think it was yesterday and it was all about money. So I'm trying to like open up the channels of money and abundance and all that. And there's like 20 questions I was answering. And one of them was like, how was our family uh, dynamic with money and the people that surrounded us from like age zero to 14? And then I went back in time to like us moving to the United States, us, um, like all the stuff that happened when we moved there, how we lived with a family first, and then we moved to another little apartment, then we moved to a house, and then we moved to where we kind of grew up most of the time in New York. And then I was thinking about how mom felt really abandoned by her family at that time leaving. Like she needed help, I think, with money and just, I think, moral support. And she didn't have that at all. She felt completely abandoned. And I feel like that also may be part of that abandonment we feel like that people aren't there for us or when we need people they're not there which is not the case really it could happen but I don't think that's always I think it's more of a feeling and then also how you also felt that way with a lot of things in your life and how I think that's carried down to you and you maybe taking certain actions or decisions that pushed that your, yourself to feel that way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I, I could link the two of you together in a lot of different things. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's how, that's how Lucia must've felt with this, or this is how she must've felt with this other thing. I don't know. It was really, really weird. But at the same time, I think that was the cellular memory, like information coming up. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that could also that could also be uh, like a sort of limiting belief that was carried on that we kind of inherited. And one of those big ones is money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work really hard to make money, right? That your your parents repeat that. A lot of parents repeat that to their children since they're little, and in some sort of way, it becomes a mental belief, or it's just something that they believe so strongly it's in their cells and it's in your, it's in now it's in your body and your DNA. And you might believe that you have to really, really, really like work hard and not have a life at all to be able to have enough money. Maybe it's your, you know, in your memory, in your cell memory, maybe it's just, it's, it's in your belief, you know, your spiritual belief because your parents said it so much and you, or you saw them directly going through that. So that's one, like, that's a big one that I find you, that should be broken because if you ask the Akashic Records the best way to make money and and kind of make a living, they'll say, 
whatever makes you feel amazing and whatever feels right, that's what's going to bring you money. That's what's going to bring you abundance. It's not just, and they don't talk to you just because of money. That's what's going to bring you abundance. They like the word abundance, right? Because supposedly, I mean, imagine if, if a human being was given, you know, billions of dollars, but no partner, no family members, no friends, um, you know, no peace, maybe, you know, whatever, whatever it is that can be accompanied with abundance that's not, you know, a lot, it's a lack of in that case, but you'll have money. So abundance, when they say abundance, they want you to have everything. They want you to have abundance of love. They want you to have abundance of peace. They want you to have abundance of, you know, people that love you that are surrounding you, friends and, you know, family members and everything, internal, internal balanced feelings, all those things are considered part of abundance, right? And so they say that the best way to, to bring that abundance towards you so you can have it in your day-to-day life, it's to follow what you feel is right for you. And that goes back to one of the episodes we said, the intuition. Don't follow what everyone else thinks you should do. Follow what you feel you should do. Um, and, and that that will kind of, that should balance out all the things if there's no negative cellular memory inherited that you haven't worked on. So if that's all cleared out and you're doing exactly what feels right for you and you're doing what your mission and your path is, Everything should be flowing perfectly. So yeah, everything has to be, you know, you have to recognize every little thing that shows up and go, okay, this is this, this is this, let me work on this, let me work on this. But the first step is recognizing it. And I've had issues where I'm like, I don't even know how to work on this. And of course I'll open up my Kashuk records and I'll ask, but sometimes I don't feel like it's working or, or I'm like, I'm, did my, I think I could do this better. I'll just ask, I'll ask for assistance. Anybody Anybody can ask for assistance. And and that goes with like the solution to, okay, great. You know you have a cellular memory. This is something my family has. You're aware of it, right? I definitely inherited this. It's definitely in me. How, how can I get rid of this? And if you know about the issue, if you don't know what to do with it, you can just ask whoever you believe in, the universe, God, if you believe in archangels and angels, if you believe in uh, guardian angels, if you believe in whatever it is that's part of your belief system, ask that thing, that being, or that universe for assistance, right? And for you to figure out a way to bring it out of you, to kind of give it its awareness and clean it out in light and love. But um, if you're not aware of it, it's a whole different process, and it's it's a little it's a little difficult. They they have this whole I have I had created the manual for the Kashuk Records um, level one, where you're kind of taught how to clean it out in case it's blocking you from opening up your Kashuk Records, and it's a little too difficult to go through for the podcast. But basically, another way you can do it, which is the easiest way, um, is just kind of meditate and center yourself and and. F- first focus on, okay, this is like, a, it's, let's say it's a feeling, right? You say this feeling, this is, this is something that's carried out from a family member. This is my, from my cellular memory, focus on it. And then imagine the lights coming in, like this white light comes in, drenches it and kind of ask for it to be cleansed out of you. That's no longer part of you. Say it doesn't belong to you. This doesn't belong to me. This isn't mine. I ask for this to be taken away in light and love and imagine it just being drenched in, in, in that white light. And some people will see it maybe as like vapor, like kind of condensation, whatever. Some people will see it as like just breaking into, you know, a bunch of pieces. Whatever it is that you see, that basically means that you're starting to get it out of you. And But if it's something that comes from your grandparents and it was a really big trauma or fear, 
you might have to do it a few times. It's not going to work on the first attempt. I found myself working on some cellular memory stuff, which I believe were cellular memory stuff because I don't, we don't know the history of our family, you and I. Um, I've been working on it and I'll, I'll do it three or four times and then I'll wait to see if it, you know, if it did anything. And if I feel it coming up again, or if I think, oh, that's just kind of happening again, I'll go again and work on it another two or three times. Um, but that's, that's the best advice that I could give if you don't know the history of your family, because a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't know a lot of things. Uh, they might know they have some type of trauma, but they might not know what that trauma was, or maybe a parent told them, oh, this was, you had a really traumatic childhood. And a lot of people will block it out. They'll be like, I don't even know. I don't remember anything before 10 years old. And you, sometimes you don't necessarily have to know it. You can just know that there is some type of trauma. But I feel like, like you were saying before, the first step is to always figure out what it is. Is there a limiting belief? Is there a fear? Is there anxiety around something? Is there something that you feel is blocking or stopping you from moving forward and creating abundance in every aspect of your life? If there is, then work towards figuring out where that, where that all comes from. Some of it could be a past life. Some of it can be, like we were saying, cellular memory, something from your parents or before that. If you can pinpoint it, great, and start working. If you can't, I think what you just said is perfect. Start meditating on it and maybe you'll get clarity. You know, I've had readings where people have come to me and said, you know, I know I had some type of trauma when I was this year's old and I don't know what it is. And sometimes they will tell you, sometimes they'll, a lot of times they won't tell them what it is because maybe they're not supposed to remember it. They're just supposed to heal it in some way, figure out a way to put it behind them. But I feel like if you try to meditate and cleanse yourself of it, it could work. It could totally work if it's cellular. <clears throat> I also think that if we can pinpoint things, we can somehow find a way. We'll, we'll get clarity on how to cleanse it or how to heal it or how to move forward with it. But if you don't know anything that's going on, you can't get in tune with your emotions. You can't get in tune with what you're feeling. You can't get in tune with why things trigger you. Then you have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of stuff that you need to like start digging through and really opening yourself up to. Like for me, these last two weeks have been for some weird reason. And I don't know if it's the stars or the moon or what, but I've been feeling very, very emotional. And I, it might be the anniversary of my friend dying a year ago, which I didn't realize until I started crying one day. And then all of a sudden I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh shoot, this was a year ago. Um, and it's, it's hard, but you have to let those emotions out. And I find with a lot of readings as well, people don't let their emotions out. They're not dealing with stuff. They're, they're just trying to like go forward and put things to the side and just, okay, if I don't pay attention to this, it'll go away eventually. And no, that's not the way it works. You have to deal with stuff face on and it's hard. It's freaking hard, but you have to do it if you want to heal and you want to move forward and you want to create this, something you said before, peace peace in your life, peace in every sense where you don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about getting through the day or worry that, you know, you're going to have a breakdown or get triggered by people. Like you can just deal with your things and just be able to control yourself in the way of 
stopping and, and asking yourself, what is going on right now? Why am I feeling this way? It, sometimes it just starts with that, just realizing you have a trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A good I, example yeah. like that we did, like we went through that happened to us is the rooting. Since we moved around so much, like mom and dad moved and we were three, three and four years old or, or I was four and you were five or something like that. I think um, I was just five and you were three and a half or something like that. Yeah. Um, I remember vague moments. I barely, I mean, we were really young. I remember maybe the first day of one of the schools and stuff like that. And I remember not understanding what other kids said because they weren't speaking, you know, Spanish. And I, that was the only language I spoke at the time. So I remember those things, but I don't remember enough to go. That was really traumatic because I don't remember it that well. Um, But and then we moved back and it was really abrupt again. You know, mom and dad, like, we're moving back this year now. And then we became older and it just became like a kind of almost like an inherited habit. We're like, oh, we're going to move here. And now let's move there. And somehow we just managed, I just managed to move so many times in my life to so many different places. Um, and so I was talking to you this about on the phone the other day. I was like, oh, my lower back is killing me. Like, this has never been an issue. Sometimes it'll hurt me. And I didn't really do that much in the day to like make it hurt. And I remember one day I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. This is obvious. It's not just my body. Like I'm wiser to know that this is something more than just a, you know, a body pain. And so I remember meditating on it and I opened up my Kashuk records and they were like, yeah, rooting. You haven't, you haven't properly rooted. Like you've just moved up with your daughter to a whole other country. You started this whole new life and you, you, you haven't rooted you know, since you're 15, you ever were probably rooted, probably rooted anywhere because once your roots finally came in, you moved up and left again. And so that's something I had to confront. I had to confront the, the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't creating roots in one place. And when I finally did, I would get up and move. And so I have to start working on rooting again. This is like a whole new, this is something new for me. It just had happened so many times that it's starting to affect me. And I think that is also part of our inherited cellular memory because our parents did it that's what they our knew how to do great grandparents yeah. did it yes our, our great great grandparents like and i still feel that what you're saying i still feel that way you know living now here in cayman K- it's going to be four years i think this is the longest i've lived like after uruguay obviously where i've actually stayed yeah. somewhere this long and for me, it's weird. And there were so many moments I'm like, what am I doing? Should I be going somewhere else? Like, is this where I'm supposed to be? It's, <laughs> it's, it scares me. And at the same time, when you were saying that about school, like, I remember that. I remember the first day we went to school and not understanding anything anyone was saying because they were speaking English and we spoke Spanish. And the fact that you feel like you don't fit in and that was something my whole life I felt in different moments of my life, not fitting in. And that's something that I also don't want to pass on to any future kids I have. I don't want that to affect them or for them to feel like they don't belong because that's something I always feel. Whereas here, maybe I don't feel it as much because also I've done a lot of work on myself and I'm still doing work. But all these little things, all these little feelings, all these little things that happen to you, they're, they're in your cells you can pass that on. You can, if you yeah. don't deal with stuff, you need to be really open with yourself and deal with it. Because I do yeah. feel like a lot of those things we just mentioned are not just ours. They're probably from our family too, for sure. Yeah. 
So that that's a really good way to like. I think that's a really good way to wrap up the episode. You talking about that that um, you felt that you didn't fit in, and so that that should be I think the focal point for the end of this episode, which is maybe it's not in your cellular memory now, but whatever you create in this world as traumatic or fearful or or if it's an anxiety you have and it's yours from this life, try to clean it out as soon as you've you know, know about it, hear about it, figure it, feel it, whatever it is that how you're getting it, try to figure out if it's yours, if you create it, if it is, try to get rid of it. Not only for you, but like you said, so you don't put it into your cellular memory and pass it on to your child to have just yet another traumatic thing in their cells, right? So yeah, we need to be aware of what we're going through. We need to be aware of our fears and whatever it is that's negative in us, whatever situation we went through that might have created some internal turmoil right make sure to clean it out as soon as you spot it so that you don't bring it down to the next you know set of family members in your family your kids right yep it's all about self-awareness and getting in tune with your emotions and yourself it's 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 that's it if you can do that I think you're one step ahead of everybody else it's it's that it's taking, it's giving yourself the space, even five minutes a day to tune into yourself, listen to yourself, kind of clear your mind and see what comes up because we don't do that enough today at all. We all need to do that more for sure. Yep. Totally. So thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this topic of cellular memory and um, I'm sure we'll do another episode later on with maybe more specific cases or something. I don't know. I feel like this is just the beginning of cellular memory. There's so much more to it. But this kind of gives you another, I think, kind of layer of things that could come up during an Akashic Records reading or even in your own self-discovery journey. journey. So, um, you know, just keep, to keep in mind, to have there in the back of your mind if if anything pops up to maybe, maybe this could be part of it. Right. But, um, thank you everybody. And, um, we hope to see you next week with a new episode. So have a good weekend or good week or good evening or morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. We just started scratching the surface on cellular memory and what it's about. Our goal with the episode was to provide another layer to your Akashic Records reading and healing journey. We just wanted you to have this information, and if it resonates with you, maybe it can help you in some way. Let us know what you thought of this episode. We would love to hear your feedback. If you love the podcast, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at soul underscore tribe underscore podcast. Catch you all in the next episode. Bye.